Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Coming down the aisle, it's time to fire. What's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with... Katie Dirks. Katie Dirks. How are you, Katie? I'm great. You are great. You're looking great, and everything is going wonderfully. That's what we're saying, because this episode is... We're all, we're talking <laughs> wrestling, and when we're talking wrestling in the world of professional wrestling, there's been so much going on. It's been, dare I say, kind of fun. We had Great American Bash, part one and part two, and we had Fighter Fest, part one and part two. That's a total of four parts. It's, it's so many parts. There's so many parts. So many parts. <laughs> so many unprecedented parts. So many unprecedented parts. We're not going to break down every match, but I think it's fair to say in the world of professional wrestling over these past two weeks, there have been two people that have really shined, had their careers gone to the next level, taken to the next level. These people are currently partying amongst the stars. They are the future stars, dare I say, the current stars of professional wrestling. We are talking the big man himself, Keith Lee. Dose belts, Keith Lee. Keith Lee two belts, which is getting a little bit <laughs> like cliche. Give him all the belts, though. Give him all the belts. Give him all the belts. So Keith Lee, he beat Adam Cole, the the man who could not be defeated, Adam Cole. Adam yeah. Cole ran the gauntlet. He destroyed every opponent in the ring. Anyone who dare face the long-haired, kind of skinny Mr. Cole met their demise, all except for the one and only Keith Lee, who is now the North American champion and the NXT champion. And I think that's wonderful because he can he can sort of snap the belts together and wear them as one large belt. Yes, it's like an extender belt. It's an extender belt, which yeah. as soon as you know, that's the time. You know, when you have to lose weight, as soon as you get the extendo belt, because right now my weight loss plan is buy bigger shirts. It makes you feel... Just as you were when you were wearing your single X to your double X. I'm now on to my triple X, but I am working out. I'm here in California. I'm here in beautiful, sunny Los Angeles. 
I'm walking. I'm getting my sweat on. I'm just sweating. California Ben. California Ben, a.k.a. Mr. Sweats, a.k.a. The Wet One. And that is called weight loss, my friend. And it's also like 900. You moved to L.A. like at the (laughs) hottest time of year. (laughs) That's what I brought the sun. I brought the heat. And I love it. I appreciate it. And you know what I also love? Less smell of trash. Love New York City. Always will. The one thing about New York City in the summertime, woo, people's garbage certainly has a stench And that stench is strong, just like the stench of strength and power permeating from the glands of Mr. Keith Lee right now. One of the two biggest winners in wrestling these past two weeks. The other person on a different network, a different program, AEW, of course, Keith Lee with NXT, hence the NXT championship. The other person who Katie and I believe is the biggest winner, although loser of the match. The person who went against Le Champion on Fighter Fest Night 2, Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy, man, like OJ himself, this dude can run. This man can go. <laughs> I don't believe he's ever going to become a double murderer. The future is unwritten. We have no idea. You never know with wrestling. You never know with wrestling. He could be a dark side of the ring. It's very possible the OJ stays out in the sun too long and gets spoiled and ends up killing somebody. Orange Cassidy versus La Champion Chris Jericho put Cassidy on the map. He was already, uh, you know, he was on the map. He was in the ocean, but now he is on land. Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho. I think. And maybe this is a little bit hyperbolic. I think it could be in contention for match of the year or one of or top five matches Ooh. of the year, because the All way right. that that was okay. sold, the amount of I think this is going to be it. One, two. Oh, my God. I can't believe he kicked out. There was so much of that. Uh, of course, Le Champion ended up winning, which I think was appropriate. He put orange over. Of you course. Know, he put orange over beyond what uh, Mr. Cassidy could ever want. And the way that they did that match scripted absolutely perfectly. A little bit of cheating going on, of course, for Le Champion. So it wasn't necessarily a clean victory. But you tell me when Chris Jericho has had a totally clean victory over the past decade. It doesn't really work out that way. But Orange Cassidy came across as a true, unbelievable talent and one of my favorite superstars wrestling today. Yeah, I think, and I think what's so fun about that match is, or at least about Orange Cassidy, is that when he first came into AEW, or even at like Double or Nothing, I think he yep. was, he was kind of the he was the he came in as a comedy bit, and he yep. did a bit with Tommy Dreamer, and Tommy Dreamer sold it, and it was really fun and dumb and funny. Um, and then like you got a little glimpse in that moment that he could actually wrestle. Yep. And then I think they did such a good job of like drawing out the like surprise that like he can't he he can actually not only wrestle but fucking crush uh yes. crush a match with, and and rise to the level of 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 selling with Je- with with Jericho. And he did such a good job in that match. It was it was just so fun to see this like dumb funny character of like i'm super lazy i wrestle with my hands in my pockets like it's unbelievable just turn and do and do some of the some of the moves that he was pulling off last night or yeah last night 
where it was just just incredible. I mean, it is. I have never seen a wrestler do what he does with the hands in the pockets. It's the so way that he sells. Hard. It, it. I can't even imagine how he does that. Yeah, with the hands in the pockets with multiple moves. He will do a full series of moves, like a full set basically of action he'll do a full scene with his hands in his pockets and i i just can't even fathom how difficult that is and when you're hearing that you're like well how the hell could that make the match better how could it help when this person has disabled most of their upper half the two most important uh limbs of their upper half other than their head and their neck how could that possibly add to a better match? And it does. Chris Jericho, got to give him credit. What he is doing in AEW right now, being the bar, obviously this match was, there was no championship on the line. I mean, he is la right. champion, but he does not currently have a title. Speaking of someone who might need an extendo belt, he is in great shape. Damn! He is in great shape. God knows in much better shape than I am. And I love blow to Jericho. I've said this since day one. Since he got the blow, I'm like, you party, my friend. Because party, I love party Jericho. You can see those champagne bubbles busting against his gut, just being like, let us out, let us out. It's a little popcorn popping in the microwave. <laughs> He's getting bigger and bigger. I love blow to Jericho. He can still move. And I think it's more impressive when he does the lie insult, when he does some of the more high um, high-flying moves that he used to do his entire career. The fact he can do it with a couple of gallons of booze in his tummy, Get it. that makes it all the better. Get it, Chris Jericho. I'm here for it. I'm totally here for it. Jericho is doing such a good job of putting people over in He's NXT. He's a star maker right now. His, his job is to make the rest of the roster watchable, and likable, and he is doing just that. And of course, we also have Cody Rhodes putting people over in AEW, which I think is totally helping. Obviously, he's got the TNT Championship belt. Uh, night one, he went against Jake Hager. Now, I don't know if Jake Hager necessarily needs to be put over anymore. He's had a long wrestling career. He's well-known within the uh, within the industry. We have a pretty good idea of what he does in the ring. And, of course, we're not going to break down every single match from Fighter Fest Night 1, Fighter Fest Night 2, Great American Bash Night 1, Great American Bash Night 2, because that's like 78 matches, and it would take <laughs> us 24 hours to do, and we're not doing a marathon show right now. But we'll just pick some of the better matches that happened over this past week, because or these past two weeks, because, of course, we had to miss uh, last week's on account that I was moving across the country. <laughs> Cody Rhodes versus Jake Hager, another match I think was fantastic. Of course, K- Cody is retaining this belt time and time and time again. What yeah. I liked about that match almost more was the fact that Jericho was doing commentary. As soon as Jericho decides to hang up the boots and take those tights off, he's, he's going to be the greatest commentator in the history of commentators. I'm glad that you like him because to me, him. he's just constantly yelling he's he yelling is. about everything well katie there's a lot to yell about he's, he's, yelling. he's constantly yelling he talks at a level like this he's got a lot to say katie 
And I mean, I have to hear them. You, you, you're not thinking about the people who may be a little bit deaf sitting at home watching wrestling. They can't hear anything but Chris Jericho's voice. He's a person who is working with the disabled. And I feel like the fact that you're demeaning him right now is a little bit out of line. It's a little bit rude to the deaf listeners of the AEW or WWE because what Jericho is doing is not yelling. He's speaking at a peaceful tone for those that can't hear. I think my favorite. I do. I do love. I, I, I do love it. Uh, the it gets it gets a little. It's a little much if you're if you've got wrestling on in the background, uh, and and you hear the <laughs> and you hear Jericho's just constantly yelling. And sometimes he can't quite think of a word, so he just kind of says anything. <laughs> and, like, That's wait, and then when... he corrects himself. I'm like, all right. <laughs> That's okay. called speaking before you think, but hey, you know what? That's technically how we make an entire living. So what's yeah. wrong with that? You sometimes you're in the you, middle of you saying know a sentence. <laughs> sometimes you're in the middle of a sentence and you know what you're about to say is wrong, or you don't know what you're about to say is wrong because you don't know what you're about to say. But in, as soon as you begin saying it, you realize it's wrong. But you gotta finish it. You just, you just have to, to finish the word because it's something in our cerebral brains where it's like, I ain't turning back from here. I wouldn't even know how to stop what I'm doing right now. I like that he just falls back on the yeah, yeah, stupid idiot. He's a st- some people are stupid idiots, Katie. And Le Champion is pointing that out. That's fair. If we don't have that Canadian superstar telling people who is stupid and who is smart. How are we ever going to know? <laughs> Cody Rhodes, he was getting roasted a little bit uh, by Jericho during this match. Of course, Cody ended up again beating Jake Hager. Jake Hager is someone who I would like to see at some point go against Lance Archer. I think that could actually yes. be a match where these two really similar body size. I'm going to give the overall strength to Lance, overall wrestling ability I'm going to give to Hager. Of course, Lance also has Jake the Snake on his sideline, who didn't necessarily help him out in his match against bad boy Joey Janela, along with Sonny Kiss, who is also getting a massive push in AEW. Great wrestler. Um, So I would like to see Hager versus Lance at some point. Maybe if one of them could get a title, that match would be absolutely incredible. That would I could I like that matchup. I would give although I would give overall skill and strength to Lance Archer. Really? Yeah. Well, I you know what? You don't think that Lance is still a little bit too green? No, I don't. I do think Jake is still too green. Really? I do I I can't get past I can't get past my distaste for Jake Hager. I don't know what it is. Is it because of the Tea Party uh, character he played you along know, with Dirty be. Dutch Mantel in it WWE? Might be, it might be you know the gimmick. It's kayfabe. <laughs> I know. You know that. Whoa. I mean, he might be a Tea Party, or I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> it's it's uh, don't no no tread on snuck. No yeah. tread on snuck. Uh, I like maybe that's I could be just bought I could have just bought the old gimmick so hard that that's the only I'd only see him as that character sure um, sure and I can't quite get past but but Lance uh, I don't know Lance to me just has street cred like I'm just on I'm on team Lance he's old he's like he's ride or die indies he's Japan like he's legit to me he's legit whereas like Jake Hager to me is still like a WWE guy. Real. All right. Well, I mean, hell, Lance Archer certainly in the ring hasn't proven you wrong one bit. 
I think he relies a little bit too heavily on the aid of Jake the Snake. Yeah. Obviously, Hager, you know, he's got the people in his corner as well. I'm not sure. I mean, Jake the Snake in the last match, of course, that was with bad boy Joey Janela. This is Fighter Fest Night 2. Almost cost Lance Archer the match uh, with Joey Janela being able to use the distraction that uh, that Jake the Snake provided theoretically to help Lance Archer to hurt Lance Archer. Um, that's exactly what Joey Janela did, along with Sonny Kiss going off the top rope, hitting a beautiful high flying move. Damn near cost him the match. So we'll see if there's going to be a little backroom drama with Jake the Snake and Lance Archer. I mean, when your manager starts costing you matches, well, then it's time to take a look at him and say, "Are you greater with me?" Or should I just go it alone? Is that the best option? But I don't think there's any denying that Jake the Snake has given Lance Archer that um, that old school edge that yeah. he that he needs, that old school kind of like conniving wisdom that only Jake the Snake can provide. The fact that he's still alive is the most conniving thing of all time. It's, I mean, that in and of itself is a feat. It's incredible. <laughs> if you have ever it's- watched the documentary. Did you ever see the documentary The Resurrection of Jake the Snake? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a dark journey as it, you as some say. If you haven't seen it out there, please give that a watch. It's a redemption story combined with a relapse story combined with a redemption story. Mm-hmm. Diamond Dallas Page has saved so many wrestlers' lives just as he did with the person formerly known as the Diamond Stud, then known as Razor Ramon, then known as Scott Hall. DDP is the one that brought uh, Scott Hall. Uh, At the time, he was the Diamond Stud. This is when Diamond Dallas Page was mostly just a manager. This is in the way early 90s. You could see the beginnings of a superstar in Scott Hall during that phase. He was a little Mm -hmm. bit beefier. He wasn't quite as ripped. Still jacked as hell. I mean, this is fresh off him being a bouncer when he had to kill someone. So you know he's strong. There's that. There's always... He had to kill him, though, so we're in Team Scott Hall on that. At least I am, and I'm bringing Katie with me. That's what we're saying anyway, because you get one murder under your belt for free. And then from there... You know, this is why I'm not on the Supreme Court. That's one of the... Yeah. Arguably, you get one murder. Yes, only in self-defense. Well, I guess you get all murders in self-defense. Theoretically, you could rack up quite a death count if people keep on breaking into your house. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> I mean, it's mur- murky waters here. We're in murky waters. It's murky waters. But you look at that kid from Home Alone. I mean, that man definitely grew up to kill somebody without a oh, doubt. He was groomed early on, early yeah. at an early age. It's a freaking sociopath. He's like, oh, I got home invaders. I've been thinking about this my entire life. That's why I bought all these micro machines I never played with. Grab the paint cans, hang it from the ceiling. That'll do it. Oh, my God, that kid. I mean, I guarantee you he's the maitre d' at a place that is basically uh, basically Eli Roth's hostel. I guarantee Easily. you that's what whatever his name was in Home Alone. Kevin McAllister. Um, Kevin McAllister. Check his <laughs> rap sheet. I guarantee you that man has murdered a whole bunch of people. Maybe he's a, a follow up. We should do a follow up story on Kevin McAllister. <laughs> Kevin McAllister became a cop and killed a whole bunch of people. I, I could see that. I could that see mean, that. It tracks. It definitely tracks. It tracks. So we have DDP bringing in the diamond stud. He has saved so many people's lives. 
Jake the Snake being one of them. Watch the resurrection of Jake the Snake if you haven't seen it yet. Now, Jake the Snake is helping out Lance Archer, bringing him that old school wisdom. He's still carrying that snake along with him. I only hope that it's taken care of slightly better than the snakes that Jake the Snake would carry with him in his trunk when he was in his prime, not just in the ring, but on the drug on the drug scene Oof. when can you imagine Jake the snake trying to take care of any living creature even a snake that snake is like could i get a new dad please i know i'm <laughs> cold blooded but this is brutal <laughs> just being touted around bars drugs and drug deals oh my god the snake accidentally sniffing some freaking cocaine going snake crazy i could totally see it so Lance Archer versus Bad Boy Joy Janela, the murder hawk, the murder hawk monster. Of course, that's Lance Archer, one of my favorite, favorite nicknames of all time. I thought that this match for the Bad Boy, when it comes to putting people over, Lance was very, very courteous to Joy Janela. Yeah. Oh if, yeah. If you look at them in size alone. This match should have been done in in a Goldberg amount of time, which is about 30 seconds, because if Goldberg goes any longer than that, he's going to end up hurting the person. Or maybe he can do it within that 30 seconds. He's just that bad. Joey Janela, if you look at him against Lance, you're like, this should not even be a match. And I think if this was WWE, I think if this is Vince's rules, the match would have been over in two seconds. 100%. Yeah, because Vince really does try to like look at him. He's like, but in real life, what would happen? And it's like, well, it's not real life, Vince. It's uh, professional wrestling. But in real life. But in real life. So that's why we see you know, so many of the big, big boy matches ending so quickly if they go against anyone of a moderate size. But this match was a good length. It definitely showed that Joey Janela can go. And he looked pretty good. I think this was... This was probably his best AEW match, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I would put it up against his ladder match with Moxley, um, which I think was another breakout match for him. And he's been fairly uh, like on the back burner on the roster for yes, quite s- since since they've really taken on to TV, or regular television schedule anyway. And so has um, Sonny Kiss. So I'm excited that um, Sonny's getting play. I'm excited that that I love the team of them together. Uh, I think yep. it's just such a fun match. So yeah, no, I and I thought that this really showcased like Sonny's skill set too. Like absolutely, there was a couple. Sonny had some badass high flying moves that kind of came out of nowhere, and you haven't seen much from from him at all. So I think it's fucking super fun. Well, that's the thing with Sonny Kiss. So I believe I believe the pronoun that is used is him, I, right? Because they say he. Yes, I believe, yes. So I think He's that's a, correct. So I yeah, think that's... From my understanding, it's... I I hope I'm doing this properly. Well, you know, it's... I think that's correct. So yes, uh, Sonny Kiss is having a hell of a quiet run in AEW, just being exactly the character that they wanted him to be. He is a perfect... Uh, he is a perfect shit starter he is someone that can come in and change a match 
without a doubt, Sonny Kiss gets a massive push for AEW. And what I like about it, of course, when he debuted, um, there was some controversy in the wrestling world. Some people got kicked out of the arena, as a matter of fact, for saying, you know, transphobic slurs or whatever it is. And now it's become already so normalized which is really great and i think that that's just a wonderful thing not just because of the social ramifications but le legitimately sunny kiss can wrestle can move and i think is going to have a long ass career in pro wrestling and i like what they're doing with bad boy joey janela and sunny kiss teaming up that dynamic seems to be working because yes. joey janela is very this flamboyant is a perfect team. he's very like he's got his it's a perfect team i completely completely agree i did just double check the pronouns um sunny says he's he says i am i identify as he or him but he's not opposed to uh he or she as long as it's just not gender neutral not they or them so go either way it can go either way i absolutely love what they're doing within that world and that's the one thing that professional wrestling doesn't get enough credit for is discussing marginalized groups they sometimes do not well. great <laughs> but it sometimes they don't yeah. do it well I like but that sometimes I like, they do I like that it's at least a well. conversation I like I, I'm like okay cool if, if you if that's how you identify awesome and the, as long as it's not they or them I can you can go if you see me as womanly call me call me she if you see me as manly call me he like that's to me I'm like alright cool as long as we all I know we're cool I don't want to offend anybody I want to respect your your choices, so. I love it, and people have good in their heart, and people are just trying to figure out what's right, what's wrong, and now it's good to know. So there you go. I do love that Sunny is so uh, uh, androgynous and different from anything. Like, you haven't really seen a character like this since Goldust, really. Um, and I love that it's a, I yeah. love that the conversation's happening anyway. Absolutely, and that's one one area where wrestling can uh, spur on social change in a positive way. Yeah. And I think that they are doing it with Sonny Kiss, who can definitely wrestle. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The new Willy Wonka Golden Ticket Games from the Virginia Lottery are here. The Scratcher gives you the chance to win up to $100,000. The online game gives you the chance to win up to $1 million. For more information, visit VALottery.com. So Archer defeats Janela. Great match. Um, I think, you know, I'm looking at some of the ratings here, specifically on Bleacher Report. I think they're a little bit hard on this match i've seen some c pluses some b minuses i don't i think this match for what it was was an a i mean you have you have the perfect 
play when it comes to the conclusion of the match where Archer's dominating. All of a sudden, Joey Janela begins chopping down the big tree. Can he get him down? Can he get him down? Going off the rope, clothesline after clothesline after clothesline. Kicks to the thigh, kicks to the legs, trying to chop down the big, big uh, fern tree that is Lance Archer. Finally gets him down. I thought this match played very, very well when it comes to big guy versus little guy. Joey Janela perfectly handled that story. Lance perfectly handled that story. Jake the Snake's distraction that failed worked out perfectly. I just think it was a great wrestling match overall, and perhaps critics are just finding uh, something to complain about uh, when it comes to this match because overall they did a a great job, and I think that's what AEW is banking on. And let's be honest, AEW, when it comes to the ratings, they have been losing by a sliver versus NXT. Which is crazy to me. You know, I have been a little but bit But I guess Keith Lee Keith Lee is great and of I course love Keith Lee. and of course what Vince is doing right now with NXT with having more fluidity between the shows, between Raw, between SmackDown and between NXT proper, specifically when it comes down to Sasha Banks and Bailey. Sasha Banks and Bailey are a draw. They are yeah. a draw. I mean, whatever you want to think whether whether you want to believe it or not, Sasha Banks and Bailey are a draw. They are, you know, obviously it's uh, Bailey Dose belts, uh, whatever that is. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's so, it is what it is. So it's so Karen. Okay, Karen. It's she's got the Karen cut. She is the Karen of pro wrestling, yeah. perhaps, but in the best in the best sense. Uh, in the sense that you also don't mess with a Karen now, do you? I certainly don't. I don't even think they should be allowed to have cell phones. That's how dangerous they you. are. Those are <laughs> those are more scary than an AR-15 in the hands of a Karen. Yep. <laughs> but Sasha and Bailey being fluid through Raw, NXT, and SmackDown, we are seeing that working. And I think that's kind of what Vince wants to do. It's almost like this waterfall that's happening where he's taking a few pieces of talent from Raw or from SmackDown or from NXT, peppering them throughout. And I feel like that's why NXT's ratings have stayed slightly above AEW's. And when I say slightly, we really are talking about maybe 10,000 more. I mean, in the Nielsen... Uh, AEW Fighter Fest Night 2, for example, was 0.28, uh, and NXT's uh, Great American Bash Night 2 was 0.29. I mean, we are talking sliver margins here, mm-hmm. but I feel as if the reason that NXT is still beating AEW ever so slightly, first of all, you have the brand recognition of WWE, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Second of all, you have the mainstay roster people from Raw, and SmackDown engaging uh, in NXT. I mean, you know, as we saw with Charlotte Flair and now, of course, Sasha and Bayley. Yeah, and I mean, once you bring over those bigger names to NXT, it'll always, I think it'll always jump, maybe not always, but it'll jump the ratings a little bit just on brand recognition alone. Um, Yeah. But I do think, like, I think it's interesting. I do wonder, like, with all the creative changes that have gone in, like, back of the house at WWE, like what the new directive is and I don't right. I don't know. So I don't know what the end game is or where they're planning to go with all of these storylines or if they're just focused on uh winning Wednesday nights right now. So everything is down across the board. You yeah. know, whether it be podcasts or even TV, 
it's strangely down because of this pandemic. At this point, I feel as if the wrestling industry just wants to hang on and get through this. They just trying to survive. Just trying to survive. They're doing a good job with the small amount of crowds that they've allowed in. Obviously, WWE had a bit of a scare uh, this past week and the week before. We found out oh, just under 50. What was it? 30 wrestlers or 30 people? I know 30 plus confirmed cases, but that was as of last week. So there might be more. Of course, we're talking about COVID-19, the the ever-looming demonic cloud that hovers above the United States and the rest of the world. At least we have something in common, which is a plague. It's never like, it's never something great. It's never like, there's more water slides globally. It's always like, people are dying everywhere. <laughs> oh, I can relate. <laughs> Yay, we can bond. So WWE has been taking that more seriously. There's more of a mask mandatory masks behind uh you know behind uh, uh, backstage there's more mandatory masks with the people watching obviously the wrestlers are not wearing masks but theoretically those people have been tested and we're seeing this affect wrestling cards now of course we don't want to talk about covid ad nauseum because quite frankly you can turn on any single news network and honestly, Phil. <laughs> there's a lot of other things going on in the world that we could be talking about. We have some massive issues, but hey, you just stick to that story if you want to. But we, we're, we're seeing this affect wrestling of, in a very real way, specifically when it comes to what was happening in AEW, not yeah. just WWE, where we saw a lot of the backstage people having the virus and some wrestlers choosing not to wrestle. Of course, as we saw with Sami Zayn, who had to give up the Intercontinental title, I thought that was kind of dog shit, to be honest. I think Sami Zayn deserves to hold that IC that. title. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Vince says, "Hey, you don't if you don't if you don't want to show up, you don't have to show up. It, no harm, no foul." And then Sami Zayn is like, "I'm a little scared." And he's like, "Well, you're out of here." Yeah, uh, I think that we're going to take your title. We're going to take your title. I think Sami Zayn deserves to have the Intercontinental title. I thought he was a great Intercontinental champion, and I really hope that he ends up with that strap again, or if it has soured him to the WWE so much, and if Vince has soured on him. AEW, Sami Zayn, if Sami Zayn could be Sami Zayn, AEW, much like they've done with Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy is nonstop in love with AEW. He's like, this is my favorite time of my career. I get to do whatever I want, hence the teleportation. If Sami Zayn went to AEW, the, the character that he would create and hone. Get El Generico would, back. El Generico, he would be the most annoying under your skin. I would get so pissed every time I saw him, I would love it. It'd be so, it would be so, he was a king of the Indies. Like he was another guy that was just like, like just an indie, like just a champion of the Indies. That was just so good and so fun to watch all over the world. Um, I would, I would love to see what, what he could do without restriction. I absolutely with, without agree. Without rules. Just without, let him be on TV with no rules be amazing just rant sammy rant sammy rant that would be yes. the chant from the crowd rant sammy rant so um fun. so when it when it comes to COVID and aew obviously brian cage was supposed to wrestle john moxley now mox uh i believe now did moxley get the disease did moxley get covid or it renee, was somebody, renee renee tested young. positive yeah. okay renee young his wife who you'll yeah. know from wwe backstage tested positive so he 
has taken two weeks off, I believe, is the time frame, right? To kind of do a quarantine? Yeah. Yeah, so I believe he's still in quarantine. So that match between John Mox, uh, John John Moxley and Brian Cage, which was supposed to happen at Fighter Fest, which would have been awesome, never ended up happening, and that will be happening at AEW's Fight for the Fallen. So mm-hmm. that match will be happening, um, but it was not able to happen because of COVID. So we're st- we're seeing some adjustments having to be made uh, because you know. It is what it is, and these are medical things, and these are completely out of the wrestler's control and human's control, so that will happen. Brian Cage, however, did still make news at Fighter Fest Night 2 with Taz and receiving, and Taz giving him a championship belt that is known mostly in ECW, 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 when the human suplex machine, of course, that's Taz, uh, gave Cage, Brian Cage, the FTW championship. So now Brian Cage, despite the fact he never won a match for this championship. He's been crowned. He has been crowned the FTW champion in AEW. The FTW belt, for those that don't know, in AE, uh, in um, in ECW, ECW, there's so many <laughs> acronyms here. In ECW, the FTW championship was considered... Maybe I think it's safe to say the most badass, like the most badass wrestler, got yeah. the FTW championship, right? And he, yeah, and Ta- it was Taz's belt. Like it was predominantly Taz's belt throughout the, his run with ECW. So it belonged to Taz for a reason. Taz, the Human Tornado, the Tasmanian Devil, that man who. There's something about Taz that's so scary. I hate short, strong men because they have leverage, and Taz can. That's why he's the Human Suplex Machine. Yep. And so the fact that Taz gave this to Brian Cage, the person who is considered to be probably the best body working in wrestling today, mm-hmm. that which is why I said as soon as I saw him, I'm like, I can't relate to you. Just, Your body nope. is way too good. Yep. Um, but he received the FTW championship belt despite not having uh, to win a match for it at AEW's. Uh, fighter fest again that was night two so there was a lot of great action a lot of fun in these past uh two weeks in professional wrestling and now the fun continues because next weekend we have wwe extreme rules it just keeps Uh, going it just somehow wrestling just keeps going the rest of the world has stopped I'm happy for it. As long as they can be safe, we need entertainment or people are going to keep on killing each other. If we have learned one thing over these past few months is that we need sports. Uh, Sports are absolutely, absolutely a necessity for society. And WWE and AEW pro wrestling is the closest we get to true sport. And yeah. I think that's why it's continuing on. Is it an essential business? I don't know. But we're not going to play that game. As long <laughs> as it's on, I will watch it. So 2020's WWE Extreme Rules matches. This is going to be pretty freaking insane. I'm excited for this. Uh, we have a lot of um, unique matches. I think we're going to see a lot more cinematic matches as we've seen yeah. in the past few pay-per-views. Uh, pay-per-views from wwe 
The number one match is going to be Braun Strowman. Of course, he's the universal champion. He's going to be going against Bray Wyatt. Now, this is going to be a Wyatt swamp fight. Swamp fight. Swamp fight. Swamp fight. And it's a non-title match, which I think is interesting. Sure. That they're not putting the belt up. I mean, it sounds like it's a theatrical match. Uh, let's let's see let's see what happens. Sure, why not? Fuck it. I'm excited Fuck for it. Go for it. Why the <laughs> hell not? I mean, a swamp match with with Bray and Braun getting all muddy in the water, bunch of seaweed around. Yeah, get it. Maybe an alligator ends up eating somebody's arm, and of course that arm will magically be back by next Monday, by the following sure. Monday, because arms grow back in pro wrestling, yep. and hopefully eyeballs do as well. Ooh. Because we have, <laughs> because we also have Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. When it comes to my prediction, by the way, in Braun versus Bray, I think because it's a non-title match, Bray wins, and then they have a title match, and Braun wins. That's my prediction, which is why they went with the non-title match. But we shall see. All right. All right. One of the craziest matches in wrestling history will also be happening, as I mentioned, at Extreme Rules. Uh, I don't even know. This is a big buildup. This is a big buildup. Big buildup, WWE. It's insane. So as you've known over the past few weeks uh, in, uh, in WWE, Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins, they've been doing a great job. But they're doing this thing with the stairs that go up to the ring where they're taking somebody's eye, usually Ray's. Um, I don't know if, if Seth's has really been that close to the uh, the corner. And they're kind of jamming it into the corner of the stairs, theoretically to poke it out, much like a la uh, Big Van Vader, who yeah. truly had his eye punctured out of the socket. Mm. You can watch that match. He finished the match with his eye, like, obviously out of his skull, which... That's what pro wrestlers do. If it was me or anyone else in any other profession, they would just be like, I got to skip half the day. Got to go. Yeah, got to go to the doctor real quick. Call this one in. Got to call this one in. My eye, as you notice, is hanging out of my skull. So maybe <laughs> I'm going to just take a breather, go to the doctor. I'll be back in a couple of days. Thanks. Yeah. But at pro wrestling world, you just finish the damn match half blind and half an eye bulging out of your skull like your face has been too close to a microwave for far too long or as if you're in total recall you broke through the window and you're on the on, and you're on the red planet that is mars and your eyes are slowly protruding through your head as you wither and die away so they've been putting each other's eyes on the stairs jamming them into the stairs which is Okay, and now this match that they have at Extreme Rules is an eye for an eye match. And you think, oh, maybe that's symbolism. Maybe it's like, you know, what if it's like, um, you know, uh, I don't even know. Like, like whatever you do to me, I get to do to yeah. you later. You hit yeah. me with the chair, I get one hair, chair you shot on you then. You with my wife, I'm going to sleep with your wife. Sure, now that's hot <laughs> I don't stuff. know why I went there. <laughs> Rey Mysterio and Becky Lynch in in. In coitus, that's a whole nother, a whole nother type of show, and that's a whole nother extreme set of rules. So Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins are doing a literal eye for an eye match, where the winner has to pull the eye ball out of the eye socket. Great, and then the ref is like, "Match is over, ring the bell." Um, and I know that we have a world of kayfabe. I understand pro wrestling is not real. I'm smarter than the president. 
uh, Donald Trump, who apparently called Vince McMahon to make sure he was... I love this story. This is a true story, by the way, everyone. Vince McMahon called... No, Donald Trump called Vince McMahon to make sure that he was still alive after Vince had a storyline where he got into his limo and the limo exploded and <laughs> Trump was watching at home and he was like, oh no, I think my friend Vince is dead. And it's like, no, why? Like, Bro. we're not immune. <laughs> we, we'll talk more on Abe Lincoln's Top Hat about that. We, we stay away from politics. We only talk oh. about more truthful things on this show, which is professional wrestling. So Rey Mysterio or Seth Rollins has to pull one of their eyeballs out of the socket. And sure. then that will be the winner. And I know like AJ Styles, I get he was buried alive. Theoretically, he should still be in the grave, right? Like he should be dead. Undertaker had his last match with him. I understand the kayfabe world, but what are they like at some point you do have to hold on to a modicum of like believability don't you i want a guillotine match i want a beheading in the ring <laughs> we're very close very i mean they hung the undertaker at one point that was pretty yeah. cool um obviously the dead man can't be dead again but I, I just don't understand how this match is going to work seth rollins has i mean I, and again this is not dissing either of these performers Rey mysterio is one of the greatest of all time and like truly thank you for your service i can't believe ray can walk let alone wrestle at this high level there's, yeah he, there's no reason for him to even be functioning at the level that he's functioning with it, his career it's truly phenomenal i mean that man is just next like saint level when it comes to wrestling um but how does this match work seth has a history of sort of controversial endings i'm thinking about hell in a cell Mm -hmm. When, you know, obviously maybe Bray wrote this or I mean, or was not in any of their hands. I think that Bray has a little bit more creative control as as rightfully so. He's proven himself to be a credit, quite a creative genius. Um, but what we saw with Hell in a Cell where the ref called for a disqualification because Seth hit him with a sledgehammer after piling on a bunch of chairs and everything else under the ring. I just don't see how this goes without like a massive amount of I just don't I honestly I just don't understand yeah. how this match is going to go. What do you how do you get somebody's eyeball out of their <laughs> socket, make it mildly believable, but then also like don't get their eyeball out of their socket because I don't think that I I, I just don't I, I don't know. I'm I'm a, I'm at a bit of a loss for how this is going to go. I think it's okay, it's twofold. I have two thoughts on this. First, I think that because they've tagged with uh Murphy and Kevin Owens, there'll be some sort of interference that'll muddy the finish. Right. Um, so I think that's how they'll like get away from the eye for an eye bullshit. But then how um, do you, what do you mean? How, how I, do you do that? I, what I think is funny is that if you look at AEW, you uh -huh. have a character like Matt Hardy where everyone's on board with his teleportation and his bizarre well, shit. He can teleport. And, and he can, and it is part of his character and he has made it part of his story and we're all along for the ride. Like, it's stupid, but it's fun. When he was in the right. fountain of, I'm going to call it the fountain of change. When he was getting drowned in the stampede at the, uh, you know, and he s switched through characters. I was like, you know, he could do that. I think that's sure. possible. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. on board. And and you have this like really ridiculous scenario. 
But then when the WWE does something as ridiculous as saying, oh, it's an eye for an eye match and the winner has to remove the eyeball of the opponent, <laughs> like the, everyone else is going, yeah, no, this is stupid. And it's well, how like, does it it's work? so like, re- like, I need to know the, how are we going to do this? I need to know the black and white of how we're going to get from point A to point B. And why would you even decide that this is the storyline you're going to commit to? This is a stupid idea for a match. I <laughs> so. I don't know. I, I just... And you have performers like Seth and Ray that are so good and so believable in 98% of what they do. Yes. Uh, and they sell so well and they're such... They perform at such a high level that why would you give them such a such a lame duck, like, match idea? Like, you can't come up with anything better, anything more fun. I, I just don't know. Do you think that this match... We've been talking the Swamp match. I think that's going to go cinematic. Do you think they do that with this match and literally have it Tom Savini, one of the greatest um, uh, artists in horror history, do you think they just have a fake eyeball at one point and Seth Rollins or Rey Mysterio holds it up, swings it around, and the guy's just like, oh, my God. It's one of the sticky ones that you get from the 25-cent machine. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> like, do they do it that way and then the guy just wears an eye patch and then all of a sudden there has to be a mini storyline or at least at least a sentence where it's like, Rey Mysterio went to the doctor, they put his eyeball back in. Look at that. I hey, just don't it grows get back. I, it just grows back. <laughs> I, and I understand everyone's like, well, there's all of this other stuff uh, that the wrestling world has done that obviously is like out otherworldly. But there's something so tangible, tangible about this one where yeah. it's like, how do you how do you move on from with either of these characters? If this was like an Undertaker and a Bray Wyatt. And you do an eye for an eye, like, weird shit. Okay, cool. But it's Seth Rollins, who's the Monday Night Messiah, which isn't creepy or weird. It's just his bit. Right. And you have Rey Mysterio, like, historically one of the best wrestlers to step foot in the ring. Like, these aren't characters that are, like, these these mythical, have these mythical storylines. These are believable characters wrestling in an unbelievable match. That is... On, that's what it is, Katie. That's what it is. Yeah, you're right. If yeah. this was, even if this was like old, like if this was old school, like Mankind, and then yeah. Mankind got an eye pulled out, but then he came back as Cactus Jack, he'd be like, oh yeah, Mankind got his eye pulled out. Cactus Jack has two eyes. He's cool. Of course. And then at some point, I'd just be like, oh, I'm sure Mankind probably just popped it back in. I, I get that. But you're right. It's like yeah. these two characters, that's not their gimmick. That's not their brand. You, They have a level of human believability that yeah. just makes this so if it was Kane and Undertaker in an eye for an sure. eye match and one of them has their freaking eye pop out I believe because they are both from hell that they could get an eye back I get that yeah. they go to Satan and they're like I could use that eye again and then Satan gives them their eye back oh okay okay I believe that yeah sure but Seth and Ray anyway so that match we have some opinions about <laughs> well I have opinions about it but they've also they've also done their job because I am definitely watching that I am definitely watching this match to be like, how are they going to pull it off? Whether they do a good job or a bad job, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm tending to believe the latter is most likely just because it's so impossible. But I'm definitely watching this match. So to to their credit in that sense, they did a good job in being... They, in making the audience be like, well, how the hell are you going to do that then? 
then how are you going to do that? Let me see this yeah. eye for an eye strange I mean, gimmick match. Maybe it's the greatest match of all time. You know what? Scenario. It really could be. And in that match, I would like to see Ray win, and I will never go against Ray. Um, so I'm just going to say that Ray is going to win. Although I think it's extremely possible that, Katie, you are correct, that there's going to be some like level interference. of indif- uh, interference. But if there is, uh, the audience will not be happy. Now, there's not going to be an audience there, really. So the WWE Universe won't be able to shout what they truly think as they did after Hell in a Cell. I want eyeballs on the mat, and it's the only thing I will accept. I want multiple eyeballs. Yep. I want them all. I want all all four of them. All four eyeballs on the mat, hanging out of their faces. Otherwise, this is not an eye for an eye match, is it? No. No, it's not. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The savings rock when you find a new way to roll. Like sharing the ride to work. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others who live and work near you. It's easy and free. Plus, you can get cash and other rewards for carpooling, up to $600 a year. Get rolling on a new way to work with Rideshare. Register today at commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. That's commuterconnections.org. Some restrictions apply. Uh, we also have the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey versus Nikki Cross. I will never, ever go against Nikki Cross. I love this crazy banshee beast of a woman. She's great. She is so much fun. And quite honestly, as we were talking, uh, Bailey's fine. I have nothing against Bailey, but she could just have the tag team championship belt with Sasha. Like, she does not need uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship. She's good. And I would love to see Nikki Cross have a strap. She is. She deserves it, man. I'm with you. I love Nikki Cross. And of course, speaking of uh, Sasha, we have the Raw Women's Championship, Asuka versus Sasha. I don't want to see Asuka drop that title ever. Katie and I were talking before the show. Asuka obviously uh, speaks mostly Japanese. Uh, and whatever she says, I don't, I almost feel like I can understand Japanese when she speaks because yeah. I'm just like, yes. Whatever you, she could tell me what she ordered on Uber Eats the night before. Mm-hmm. She could tell me, she could tell me uh, the plot of Golden Girls season four. And I would be <laughs> like, you know what? I think you got a good point, Asuka. And I'm assuming you're going <laughs> to win once again. She's, she's the, I love Asuka. I'm on board with anything Asuka does. She's the greatest female wrestler in the history of female, uh, of wrestling. I think that she is the best female wrestler of all time. Okay. I put her up there. I put her up there. She's incredible. She is just. It's a, it's a much bigger conversation for me, but I certainly put her up there. She is absolutely. Well, we can have that later on. And then, of course, mm-hmm. we have Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler. This storyline, I must say, WWE, when it comes to Drew, they're doing a good job with him. I like this storyline. The Heath Slater storyline. Obviously, Heath Slater was released by the WWE. Heath and Drew came up together. Um, and so he's sort of been in the mix. Uh, Dolph Ziggler trying to use Heath Slater as a wedge uh, to get inside the mind of Drew McIntyre. 
I, I, this match is going to be good. I think that Drew will retain, but I have to give some credit when it comes to WWE dealing with big guys. Usually they don't have emotional tones to their storyline. Right. Usually yeah. it's like big man destroy, big man crush, big man sad, big man happy. Hulk smash. Hulk smash. But this one, Drew is, he's really able to express his chops in the ring when it comes to cutting promos, he's gotten he's gotten really great at him. Yeah, he's. I think I think he's a great champion. I do too. I'm excited for his reign. I think I don't think I think he'll obviously I think he'll win this. There's no way he's giving up the strap to to Dolph. I don't uh, think so. But I think it's just a fun. He's 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 a likable champion. I think he's he a good really champion. Is. He really is, and I wasn't necessarily sold on him, and then I watched some of the uh, WWE Network has a great sort of um, biography on on Drew McIntyre, where he came from, how he got to where he is, uh, 2014 to 2017, I believe he was fired from the WWE, before mm-hmm. that he was going to be the champ, like Vince saw him and immediately got hard and was just like, I'm about to come all over my pants, like he was immediately in love with Drew. So yeah, he had the Roman Reigns treatment straight out of the gate. Straight out of the gate, and it just, for whatever reason, didn't click, gone for three years, went to the Indies, got much more buff and he was buff before got much bigger he earned this he earned this this was the re- yes. the difference between he and roman and i'm not dissing on roman these are storylines written for him the difference was he had a massive massive hit to his character and to his career that roman didn't have to have obviously he's had his own struggles roman leukemia and he's gone through his own trials but the way that his story arc has worked it now plays into this redemption storyline that I think is really powerful. And and Drew is doing a great job as champion. You know it matters to him. You can yeah. just feel how much it matters to him. Yeah. Unlike someone like, you know, when Braun Strowman had the universal strap. And in, in my mind, when I see, and I'm sorry, not Braun Strowman, Brock Lesnar. When yeah. Brock Lesnar had the, uh, the universal strap, it was more like, of course I have this. Is it, well, that's a you contract know? deal for him. Like he gets exactly. He has to have the belt for X amount of days or X amount of matches. Yeah, that's it. But for for Drew, it just seems much more authentic. Like his um, his passion for the industry really comes through, and I have just been more than impressed with him um, after he won the Royal Rumble, of course, and and to be able to get that strap, I think was been it's been a good move for the WWE because his redemption story, I think, rings true. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of redemption stories, or speaking of stories of people who I think were overlooked for a long time, and we'll also talk about the championship belt in this case, the United States champion Apollo Crews will be going against MVP. I I think Apollo Crews will win this, but I'm happy for this match, of course. Apollo Crews has a feud going with MVP and the unbelievable beefcake Bobby Lashley. So this is sort of an adjacent opponent that Apollo really wants, which is Bobby Lashley. He's going to take on MVP. I think Apollo Crews is going to win this match. But the bigger story here isn't even the wrestlers or the match. It is the championship belt that the WWE has unveiled. That nobody. I don't mind the new Universal. I don't mind the new uh, United States championship belt. Although, Katie, what did you say before the show? I can't take credit for it because it was was a tweet that somebody that I found that really landed with me 
uh, they said it looks like this belt just yelled "All Lives Matter." Yes, well, it does. Okay, so it does have the bird. It has the bird, the eagle, um, which might have some negative connotations in some ways. But like a, like the Nazi symbol, <laughs> in some ways. Um, but I'm, it's the United States Championship belt. So let's be honest; it probably is yelling that, and so that is why it looks that way. But I think it's a, I think it's a good looking belt. Obviously, all of that stuff aside, I think the belt itself it looks better than the TNT championship belt that Cody Rhodes has, which still has not been replaced. I don't hate it. I like it better than some other new belts. It does look better than the TNT championship. It also looks like it would go into a restaurant without a mask and yell about how they can't get their tacos. <laughs> well, they, the championship belt wants its tacos because it has to get stronger and stronger and stronger. Of course, the irony of that is of get them out of our country. Keep the food here. Don't take your food. Yeah. We want your food. Just you get out. It's t- it's too much. The belt is too. It's too on the nose for me. It's too on the nose. It's like well, it didn't it even did- try to be like, hey, we're eh, don't worry about everything going on in the world. It's like, hey, a- no, we're gonna lean into it. Uh huh. Well, it is. These are two. These are two wrestlers that uh, MVP, of course, massive comeback story. He's doing a good job. Uh, Apollo Cruz. I. I. You know, these. This is. I think the belt is going to look very good around the waist of Mr. Apollo Crews. I want Apollo Crews to win it. That's what America's all about. I Opportunity. Want, I want. I like. I love Apollo Crews. I think he's. Oh, I yeah. think he's absolutely incredible. I'm happy he's finally getting the respect he deserves, and I'm happy yeah. he has a strap. Um, and then, of course, we have Randy Orton versus The Big Show. Boring. Uh, skip, I, just skip that match. All right. Well, I, <laughs> The Big Show. I love. Honestly, he's in great shape. It's just, it's hard to move at his age, but he has this TV show that I have been watching. And how is it? I haven't, I haven't watched it, but it's, it's a lull a minute. (laughs) It's a laugh out loud. It really, if you watch it super stoned, um, you are like, whoa, like this is a, this is a sitcom with the big show and he's taking care of kids and it's funny because there's, there's antics. We also have the Intercontinental Championship, AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan in a submission match. Uh, this, I mean, hey, I I believe that this match could be great. When it comes to submission matches, usually I actually don't like them. But in this case, these guys are both submission experts. They both have submission finishers. So we'll have the AJ Styles calf crusher going against Daniel Bryan and his yes lock. I'm happy that they both have submission finishers in the past. They don't always win the matches with those submissions, but at least they both have submissions in their mm-hmm. game. There's nothing worse than a submission match where, I mean, for example, look at Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, the I quit match, or, you know, that's basically a submission match. And I know Stone Cold had the uh, had the million dollar dream, which is just the sleeper hold that he used for a little while. But you don't think of Stone Cold as a submission expert, and you're like, well, I don't know. But right. this match, they both they both have a large arsenal of submission moves, so this could really work. And then of course we have the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, the New Day. I'm here for it. Versus Nakamura and Cesaro, I think that that could be absolutely incredible. I love that match already. And lastly. Uh, Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus in a Falls Count Anywhere match. This might be the conclusion of the Jeff Hardy-Sheamus storyline. I don't know. Obviously, Jeff Hardy losing his last match against Sheamus really 
put a damper on the entire storyline. Speaking of redemption stories, like I can't believe Jeff Hardy lost that after being forced to take a piss test and then everything that went on in that feud. I just feel just, bad for him as like a professional, just as a professional wrestler. I just want to apologize on behalf of wrestling. <laughs> I just want him to win. I just want Jeff Hardy to win. If he doesn't win this match, honestly, if I'm him, I just go to Vince and be like, yo, I got like two years left. Every time he hits the swanton, you can see the grimace on his face. He can't hide it anymore. Yeah. I mean, it looks like he, I mean, his back, can you imagine if he goes into the doctor, they do an x-ray on his back. The doctor's mouth would drop like he's one of the demons from We Are Legion. It would just open up uh, in a gape. I mean, his back has got to be torn apart worse than the Middle East. I mean, it has got to be destroyed (laughs) at this point. So, of course, when he hits the swanton, uh, dive. He grimaces in pain. It definitely hurts him more than the opponent. He does not have many years left. We just know that. No, there's a and there's also a reason wrestlers his his age have notorious substance abuse problems. Oh my, that's I have the most amount of sympathy of all time. He's working Absolutely. on it. Absolutely, I get it's, it, dude. I get it's, it. It's not an easy lifestyle. So I just hope. First of all, Jeff Hardy is safe. Second of all, he beats Sheamus. Otherwise, that storyline is just going to continue to piss me off because I love Jeff Hardy. And if he does end up expiring, whatever this new contract has been with the WWE, if he can get one run in AEW, if he, if we, if the Hardy boys could come back for one more, just six month run, yep. that would be absolutely a dream come true. A televised Hardy, um, Hardy young bucks match would be awesome. They've, they've had a match oh in the God. past that was on the Indies. They wrestled together on the Indies. There was a little like short documentary done about it. Uh, I think you can find it on High Spots if you're really that interested. Um, but it's it, like seeing, yeah, that would be that would be a, that would be a passing of the torch, in my opinion, to the Young Bucks of like you yes. are the representation of tag team wrestling. Absolutely. So that is going to be what is branded as the horror show. That is WWE 2020 Extreme Rules. And you mentioned matches from the past. We also mentioned Daniel Bryan. And he is this week's focus uh, of match from the past. So what are we going to listen to here, Katie? I felt that we all need a little hug. We need a little. Sure. Everyone needs a win right now. I agree. And, and Daniel Bryan, he was the underdog. Vince didn't believe in him. He, no, he did he not. Had to, he, he had to. He had a great run and losses at WWE. There was no chance. And then the fans got behind him. The yes movement started. And he wound up winning. Uh, in a shocking turn of events at WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans and just brought the fucking house down against uh, Triple H. And it was just a fun, it's a fun feel-good win. And I think we all need a fun feel-good win right now. I I completely agree. As much as I get annoyed by the yes movement, I'm an attitude era guy. You know me, I'm a pretty badass dude. Yeah. As much as I get annoyed by people showing so much positivity, I agree with you right now. The yes movement is needed. So you needed needed a little win. You need a little. You need a you need an underdog that's been beaten down. Mm-hmm. It's got no hope left. This no. is his last shot, and maybe, maybe just maybe, it could be his time. 
This match is actually not the match that Daniel Bryan wins the championship. This is the match that gets him into the triple threat championship match at WrestleMania 30. He had to go through the King of Kings, Triple H, just to get a shot at a triple threat match, which I believe was going to be against. Who was going to be in that triple threat match, Katie? Batista and Randy Orton, and Batista was getting booed. Okay, so he had to go through Triple H just to have the privilege of facing Batista and Randy Orton. So that's why this match is so cool. This is the beginning of a wonderful legacy for Daniel Bryan. Not my favorite because he's a little bit too, I'm just going to say, I don't even want to say what I want to say, but I feel like he's a little beta. But then I then I sound like one of these people who okay. uses terms like beta and alpha. I'm just oh. saying. It's only okay. because I watched Total Divas one time and he cried and I was just like, what are you doing? Anyway. My dad was a truck driver. Masculinity. No, I'm from Wisconsin. <laughs> no, I just believe there are still certain rules that we have to follow. I also don't have the emo- emotional ability. He wanted to have kids, and she didn't want to have kids. <laughs> Maybe you should have that conversation off camera. That's all it's I'm going to say. TV. Not everything has to be TV. televised. That's it's all TV. I'm going to say. Not everything has to be televised. I agree with you. This is Daniel Bryan versus Triple H. Daniel Bryan wins this match to go on to win the strap at WrestleMania 30. It's a sweet, sweet story. Triple H with her, getting those words of encouragement from his wife, Stephanie. Stephanie, nobody does it like you, Hunter. 13-time world champion, I have to agree with her. Look at this, another reversal. And it's oh. Daniel Bryan caught Triple H on the side of the face. Yes! 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 All right.
right, there it is. Daniel Bryan adding a little bit of positivity. If you feel like you are getting beaten down, if you feel like you can't, uh, if you feel like people think you can't do it, you know you can do it. The Yes Movement is behind you, and we we need that right now. As the world burns, we shall be the uh, we shall be the fire extinguisher that puts all of the fires out, and we shall thrive once again. Yeah, I believe his quote. I think I don't I don't think it was at WrestleMania 30. I think it was after that. But I believe it was work for your dreams, and your dreams will work for you. And it also works in the stock market. Um, all right, go. everyone. Thank you so much for listening for Katie Dirks and Ben Kissel. Oh, also buy our T-shirt. I forgot to mention that at the top of the show. Buy our T-shirt. It's on yeah. LastPodcastMerch.com. We got a shirt out there. It says "Kind of Fun," the LP and Wrestling Podcast. Get that shirt. And uh, also, if you if you want to submit some fan art for our next shirt, please do. You can find us uh, on social media. I'm Ben Kissel one on Instagram. That's the best place to reach me because Twitter is what one would call a dumpster fire of negativity. And Katie, your Instagram? I am the Battle Cat on Instagram. Just hanging out. The Battle Cat just hanging out. Ben Kissel one Tag us both. You have some fan art. We'd love to see it. And perhaps you will be the next kind of fun T-shirt. Um, All right, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Never forget, hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.